Greetings. You're listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast, and this is episode 106. Greetings everyone. I want to start by reminding you that I've launched a new podcasting course which is aimed at absolute beginners who want to start a podcast either for business or pleasure. What you're listening to now is a podcast and starting a podcast is something I did just over two years ago. Today it's so important for us to get our voices heard in as pure a form as possible, without any dilution, interference or interruptions. And that's what a podcast can do for you, for your hobby or your interest and for your side hustle. So why not make 2021 the year you jump past your fears or uncertainties and invest in yourself by clicking one of the podcast course links in the show notes where you're listening to this podcast. And I will then look forward to seeing you in my online classroom. So by the time this episode airs, we are expected to be partially out of lockdown, but only so that we can engage in the only pastime they want us to have, which is shopping to buy their stuff. If you're sitting on furlough money that's burning a hole in your pockets and purses, let's try and bounce that black pound in as many black businesses as we can. Our future will thank us for this. Okay, so in the last episode, I talked about the importance of programming your dreams for success and the importance of you beginning to do this, particularly in light of some of the predicted changes in the job market, which are going to disproportionately affect black workers. How do I know this? Because whenever the resources are scarce, research shows that the impact of the consequences of reducing or scarce resources in the West always falls disproportionately on African descent workers and Asian descent workers. So this week, I'm talking about the key jobs that have been targeted for removal from the jobs market in the next 10 years. And I'm talking specifically about African workers and the impact of this on African workers. And then in the next episode, I'll take you through the top jobs that either we or our children need to be developing skills for to be sure we are able to compete as best as possible in the jobs market that will be left after the pandemic. So this year, in January 2021, The Guardian reported that African descent workers have borne the brunt of job losses suffered during the pandemic, with a loss of job rates that is, wait for it, 26 times higher than the loss rate for white workers. With the General Secretary of the TUC, or the Trades Union Council, saying that in every industry where jobs have gone, 
African descent workers and Asian descent workers have borne the brunt of those losses and have been more likely to be made unemployed. And the figures back this up, right? With black people's unemployment rate at 8.5%, whilst the unemployment rate for white people is 4.5%. So unemployment amongst black people has taken a serious turn for the worse. And as if things weren't bad enough, last month, Research by the Office of National Statistics, which looked into the well-being of different ethnic groups. Well, that research showed that 27% of African descent people were finding it difficult to make financial ends meet, compared to less than 10% of white people. And this is only likely to get worse when we look at where the pandemic job losses have come from. So far, 800,000 jobs have been lost during the pandemic, with the industries of accommodation, food and wholesale and retail accounting for over 70% of those job losses. 70% just in those areas. And that brings me to why it's important that we look at the jobs that are being targeted to disappear in the next 10 years and why we need to have more conversations about starting side hustles and encouraging our children to do the same. Because it is so very important that we get the experience now of raising money in different ways to cover our costs in case they come and take the job tomorrow or next year or in the next few years. Point to note here that those jobs that have been lost during the pandemic, they will come back. But you can bet that the priority when those jobs come back will be for the industries in question to try and employ their own first. If they own all the businesses in the country and their daughter or son or a family member or friend of the family were struggling for cash, Of course they would try to get them work where they are working or where their family members work. And there's tons of research showing that this is something that has always happened to support white workers getting jobs quickly and ahead of you. And there's no reason to suggest that if we don't own businesses that we are going to benefit when those jobs come back online. So what that will mean is that black people will not get the expected access to job opportunities when those opportunities finally come around. And even whilst those jobs are being planned for a return, some of those same jobs are also being planned out of existence to be replaced by automation. So I thought that this week I would take you through some of the jobs that are being planned for extinction. So one of the first jobs being targeted is the job of a cashier. There has always been increased talk in the last few years about the reality of a cashless society with advances in contactless payments, Apple Pay and even ways to allow people to pay by cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin. And later this year, the government will be increasing the cashless limit for spending on phones and contactless cards in the UK from £45 to £100 per transaction. 
all whilst the number of cashiers has reduced by 180,000 jobs. Now, this is a major blow for black people working in the retail industry. It would not be a stretch to feel that a massive liberty has been taken during the pandemic to do what business owners have always wanted to do, which is to reduce their wage bills by finding a way to get rid of their staff whilst not affecting their bottom line, i.e. their profits. And the opportunities presented by the pandemic have supported retail business owners to drive new online shopping habits in people, many of which will stay with us after the pandemic ends, whenever that will be. If you're someone that has changed your habits to, let's say, for example, have your food or other lifestyle goods delivered to your front door, the general feeling is that this shopping habit in some form is likely to stay with you for good. And whilst not everyone is on board because we still have some people preferring to use cash to better track their spending, one thing is for sure. The requirement for jobs for people to handle payments in stores, in retail, is no more. This job has been automated with self-service tills and payment stations already a common sight in more areas of the supermarket, in fast food restaurants, in lifestyle shops like Argos and Ikea, and in pharmacies like Boots. And the research from the Office of National Statistics that these jobs are not coming back. The next job under threat are fast food preparation and service jobs. These types of jobs employ a lot of our people. And would you believe it? The owners of these types of businesses have been looking to automate cooking and service processes for some time, with some burger joints already testing an automated workforce that has robot kitchen assistants and other forms of automation that can speed up the money-making process. And we can see this, right? When you look at fast food shops like McDonald's and their use of automatic ordering systems, with those systems, jobs have gone because you don't need as many tills for ordering. And research shows that jobs in this sector face an 81% chance of automation, which means that our people, especially young black people, are likely to be affected, especially when some burger companies in America are already testing robots that can flip burgers and do other jobs once completed by humans. It does not surprise me to know that the fast food industry is an industry that does not collect any diversity figures from the shop floor, where the lower rungs of employment are and where you're likely to find the majority of black workers. But we can be sure that when the jobs disappear, it will be the shop floor jobs that are lost and this has implications for black workers. If you know anyone that works in a telemarketing job, this is also an area that is targeted for automation. I know lots of people who work in these types of jobs, which were almost like starter jobs when you couldn't find anything else. I remember working in a call centre for two weeks when I left school. 
but I have also noticed a rise in the number of robocalls, which are calls made or answered by a computer, or what is more commonly called intelligent telephony. You can picture it now. You need to call a service and you can be on the phone for anything from 20 minutes to an hour being handled by a computer for all of that time unless you have the stamina or the time to see the process through to the end where you might finally win the prize and get to speak to a real human. And the figures for what are called robocalls, which are handled by computers that in the past were handled by humans, well, the figures are staggering. In the USA, 46 billion robocalls were made in 2020. Whilst in the UK, it's difficult to find figures for how many calls are being handled by robots. Although there are figures which tell us that every phone user in the UK will receive between 17 and 26 spam calls from computers every month. Now, there are whole internet-based marketing and internet-powered phone systems that are quickly replacing the role of whole offices full of humans who would have been answering phones. And that's a problem for black people because traditionally, these types of jobs have always been available to black people, primarily because these are jobs no one else wanted to do, but which black people have taken as a stepping stone to other jobs. And whilst we're here, we can also add receptionist jobs to this list, because these jobs are being swallowed up by the intelligent telephony robots at some of the fastest rates of the moment. And it's largely because these are faceless jobs that you don't see. But you call your local council and you will be lucky if your call is answered by a real person until you have changed robots two or three times. So moving on, delivery drivers for specific things like newspapers is another area that has seen disruption from digital approaches to business. There has been a major shift in people being encouraged to consume their daily news online. And as a result of this, the number of people reading physical copies of newspapers and magazines continues to decline. In big cities where there are an excess of delivery jobs, which in recent years have become job openings for black workers, we're now seeing a clawing back of these particular types of jobs particularly during the pandemic when the shops have been shut and publishers of reading materials have had to pivot and push people to take on online digital subscriptions. And during the COVID period in the UK, news publishers alone, that's just newspapers, they've increased their online digital subscriptions by over 100,000 new subscribers just in the UK. And this sits alongside figures of 945,000 online subscribers for the Financial Times and 900,000 online subscribers for the Guardian newspaper. And then you look at other figures for other countries like the US, where 3 million people subscribe to the Washington Post. And it may surprise you to know that the Washington Post is owned by Amazon's Jeff Bezos. So we already know 
the vision that Jeff Bezos will have for the Washington Post, an online reading of news. The biggest player online in terms of digital news is the New York Times with a 6 million digital-only subscriber level. I mean, these are huge figures. And for the UK to increase its online newspaper subscriptions by 100,000 makes it clear that the days of seeing vans delivering newspapers and magazines at 5am in the morning, they're fast coming to an end alongside a downsizing of some of the other related jobs linked to the printing of hard copy newspapers and magazines, which will also be lost during automation. And it's automation of a different type that will do away with jobs on assembly lines, which have become a regular staple for black workers, from the onion and chicken factories to car assembly lines and component parts assembly lines and packing jobs. All these jobs are under threat of being downsized in favour of assembly robots. And they can move faster and with greater precision than humans. And also, employers love robots because robots can be easily reconfigured to meet market demands. And they don't complain. Robots just do as they are programmed to do unlike humans and robots don't go on strike and that makes robots a low risk investment for many many companies and that downsizing of jobs will also extend to factories with the BBC predicting that 20 million factory jobs will be lost to automation by 2030 that's only nine years away That's 20 million jobs in packing, stockrooms and warehouses, with even your prescriptions falling into the lap of a robot. During the pandemic, you will have seen adverts for companies who are competing to handle your repeat prescriptions in return for your medicines being delivered to your door. (laughs) Well, all of the production line for this, from the production of the medicines to sending your prescription to the delivery company, to the selection of your drugs for delivery, all of this is handled by robots. And that's three jobs already. I have family members and friends who work in pharmacies, and I do wonder how long the main business of the pharmacy will still be there, given the aggressive television and online marketing tactics of these huge companies who are automating the whole repeat prescription process. Other jobs being targeted for automation are jobs like train drivers. Can you believe it? And that's because you already have light railway systems in the UK, which run without drivers. All they're looking at is an extension of this. And also if they can get past the safety aspect. Then there are nursing jobs, which I know you will struggle to believe. But there are nursing jobs with robot nurses already well established in countries like the US, where robot nurses carry meals, post, bed linen, drugs and dressings to patients and in return decreasing the need for nurses and following that decreasing the wage bill. Now, with some of these areas, we won't see robots completely taking over the jobs because there are still some safety roles that need to be performed by humans 
before the product would be safe enough to pass on to humans. But you get the point that I am trying to make here. So what's the point of all this information? And why should you care that certain jobs are going to disappear? This has happened before in history, right? And history has shown that the huge profits that will come to businesses in the process is really sweet for businesses, not least because businesses will be significantly reducing their wage bill. And because robots and automation can work without breaks, without sick leave, without holidays, these benefits are also added to the positioning of employers who say that some of these profits will eventually be invested into creating new jobs. Well, this is right to some extent. But the point to note here is that the new jobs that will come online will be online and will be different types of jobs in areas where black workers, particularly older black workers, may not be able to compete unless we are doing these jobs now and developing the skills that are needed now so that by the time these jobs come online, we can at least get to an interview. The other point to make is that the tenure of the new jobs will also change. We're going to see a rise in consultancy type jobs where the employer will be able to remove the burden of employment rights so as to maximise profits, much like we have seen with jobs with zero hours contracts, where research shows black workers are overrepresented in these types of contracts. So there isn't going to be any change here. If anything, those new jobs will be more insecure. So if the future is looking like this, what will your response be? How will you prepare for these changes if you or your children or your grandchildren will still be in need of jobs or the job market by 2030? From where I'm standing, black people need to be moving now. We need to move towards setting up additional streams of income from other small side hustles. Things that we can be doing so that we can protect the money we have coming in so that we can ride the waves of change that are coming to our local job markets. We have to do this so that we do not again become the victims of circumstances. In next week's episode, I'll take you through the new jobs coming online to replace the old jobs. But until then, you can re-listen to podcast episodes 23, 24, 75, 83 and 85 to get a flavour of the side hustle ideas that might suit your interests in this current climate and also how plus 50 year olds and our children can start side hustles now. As usual, thank you for tuning in. It means a lot that you are taking time out of your busy schedules to give me 30 minutes of your time. I really do appreciate you listening in. If you have time, please like, share and subscribe to the podcast and also leave me a review on iTunes if you're an iPhone user. I would love to hear from you and this would really help to grow the podcast. And finally, keep on moving towards setting up those new side hustles so we can be ahead with the planning of our own thing 
instead of waiting to see what is being planned for us. Let's just do it. You've been listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast. My name is Dr. Asher. And until next week, I'm out. Thank you.